Wall, what's good? This is R-O-double-B in the place to be, a.k.a. Rob Diggy, uh, on here for episode 11. And as you all can see, we are doing Snoop Doggy Dog, uh, one of the West Coast kings, I like to call him. And sometimes he's also referred to as probably, in my opinion, the most anticipated MC that ever came out of the West Coast or in hip-hop period. And we're going to discuss some of those things in this episode. But first off, I want to get some shout-outs to our fans, followers, supporters, listeners from all over the world. Um, I'm so honored and so privileged to have this platform. I know I say it every week. I know it gets cliche, but I really, really do mean that, um, that having uh, able to have a platform, been blessed to talk about hip hop and to meet so many genuine people along the way for this journey. Um, and it's been great. And I'll save my shout outs for the end. But for this episode, I brought on a couple of special guests that you guys have not seen yet. Um, both of them I've talked about um, in previous episodes, and I'm going to introduce them both because they both deserve a royal introduction. So the first person that I'm going to bring on is Mr. Johnny TGV, otherwise known as Johnny the Good Villain. Johnny the Good Villain, how I met him uh, was through another gentleman who was on the show today by the name of Nick motherfucking Gibbs. So we'll get to Nick Gibbs in a second. But the reason why I got to know Johnny, uh, because Johnny has a song out there called Rapture with the uh, appearance by Anita Baker. Now, if you guys are really close to me, know that Anita Baker is my favorite all-time R&B singer. So as soon as I heard that track, I was like, I got to go meet this dude. I don't, I don't know how the hell I'm going to pull it off, but I got to go meet this dude. But it ended up so happening that Johnny knew Nick Gibbs who I also already had a good relationship and have been talking about Nick. And you guys, I will be honest with you, I live here in the Midwest. Nick Gibbs is the next huge star in the Midwest in hip-hop. So he is up and coming, and I am so blessed to have both of them on the platform today on the Diggy A2 Podcast, both Nick Gibbs and Mr. Johnny TGV. Gentlemen, what is going on? How are you this evening? Hello, hello. Y'all, what's good? How y'all doing tonight? Yeah, man. We appreciate you, man. So glad to have you guys on. And uh, you guys are now being listened to, to, I think, around about 25 countries around the world. So uh, all of our listeners, followers, supporters uh, have heard me talk about you guys in a highly fashion for the last, I don't know, man, maybe six weeks. And they finally get to see who you guys are. So I'm excited for them to know who you are and for you all to get your stories out. So, of course, we're going to talk about Snoop Dogg, but in Diggy A2 fashion, Every new artist has a rite of passage where they talk about um, when or how did they fall in love with hip-hop, all right? So, Johnny, when did you fall in love with hip-hop? When or how? All right. So, um, I can tell you that being an 80s baby, uh, I actually didn't understand and, and grasp hip-hop until, you know, the later uh, or the early 90s, rather, in the later 80s. Uh, but I'll say Ice Cube check yourself when i saw that i was just like yo what is this what am i hearing you know what is this in my ears right now uh and of course the infamous snoop doggy dog he yes, was sir. a big deal on uh you know at that time as well so how could you turn on your tv and not see that so 
All that right. would be my influence, yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Nick, mother... All right, sorry, Ma. Sorry, Ma. I'm sorry, Ma. But I, I got to say <laughs> Nick motherfucking Giz because when I first saw Nick Giz perform online, this dude came out, and he's only the few rappers that come out with a suit. He's, he's dressed nice as hell. He came out with a championship belt, and I was like... This guy is different. I got to find out who this dude is. So, Nick, same question, man. When or how did you fall in love with hip-hop? What is your story? What do you want fans to know about your relationship with hip-hop? So, it all started by finding my dad's NWA Straight Outta Compton CD in his front dresser. And I went in there, and I found this CD, and I was like, I don't know why this isn't in the car. So, I snagged the NWA CD and listened to that. And ever since then... Like, I've fallen in love with rap music. So West yeah. Coast is definitely my vibe. And, you know, a lot like Johnny the Good Villain, Snoop Dogg was another big influence in my life, too. So I'm, I'm honored to be on this show with you. So thank oh, you. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. And you know what's crazy about um, Snoop Dogg is Snoop Dogg is my dad's favorite rapper, too. So I'm dedicating this show to Pop. So Pop, when you see this, man, I love you. Thank you for introducing me to Snoop Dogg. So when I was a kid growing up, like, you know, Snoop Dogg, you know, has some really vulgar lyrics. I couldn't repeat the same lyrics, you know what I mean? Can't cuss in the car around your daddy and stuff, you know what I mean? So you're kind of cussing <laughs> under your breath a little bit, you know what I mean, back in the day. But Snoop Dogg was a, uh, man, Snoop Dogg is, he's hip-hop. He's the pinnacle of hip-hop. So we're going to get into that discussion. But first, I got to give you a little bit of background of Snoop Dogg and how he came to be who he was in the early beginning. So his government name is Calvin Brodus Jr. Uh, he has won over 27 different awards and decorations. So I'm not going to go over all of them. Uh, but here is one of the most significant things that I did find out is Snoop Dogg has been nominated for 17 Grammy Awards and does not have a Grammy Award. How in the hell is that possible? How is that possible that... One of the biggest stars in hip-hop does not have a Grammy Award in his trophy case. So we got to do better, Grammy. We, we got to do better with that. But he has a bunch of other awards. Uh, so I'm going to run those down real quick. He has one American Music Award, one BET Award, one Billboard Award, one MTV Music Award, two Video Music Awards. He has two Soul Train Awards. He has uh, five Source, uh, Source Magazine or Source Awards. And he was also uh, awarded in 2016 the I Am Hip Hop Award for Lifetime Achievement. And what he also has is a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame as well, too. So Snoop Dogg has done it all. When we talk about a rapper that has transcended himself from, you know, uh, uh, a kid from Compton or from Long Beach, a kid from Long Beach, to a superstar. He is that story. Uh, and there's not many others like him. His net worth, you guys, is $152 million as well, too. So Snoop Dogg is paid. He's earned his keep. And that is why we are talking about him right now. The two albums we're going to focus on for this session today is the two albums within the shift. Doggy Style, which came out in November of 1993. Uh, which is, you know, one of the biggest selling hip hop albums of all time, 11 million albums worldwide to date. And then the other one's going to be Murder Was a Case, which was actually a song on the original album, but they decided to make an EP off of it and they made a little small 18 minute movie of it. I watched it this past week. 
it's a little bit cheesy watching it now, but you know it was, it was you know the shit back in the day. But that uh, that uh, that soundtrack dropped in October 1994. Some of the hits off of there was the Murder Was a Case remix, uh, Natural Born Killers, which is a dope ass song with Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. Uh, what would you do by the dog pound one more day by the late great Nate dog and Sam Sneed you better recognize were some of the songs uh, that I remember from that time so that is our premise for our discussion gentlemen so thank you both for being on uh, spending time out of your busy schedules to talk about uh, one of the most significant uh, staples or one of the significant personalities in hip-hop history so i'm glad to have you guys on board and i'm gonna pass the mic over to johnny the good villain first so johnny you get the first question my man and the first question that i want to ask is when we talk about snoop dogg in the era of the early 90s what was his impact on hip-hop so we talked about um him coming from the west coast you know during that time it was the east versus west kind of thing and and here comes this kid from Long Beach, tall, lanky, skinny, and he kind of really just came out of nowhere. So what, what is your opinion about Snoop Dogg's impact on hip-hop in the early 90s? Well, I can tell you straight up uh, facts, all right? Snoop Dogg changed the culture. He changed the culture and the way we spoke to each other, all right? Now, if you remember, uh, there was uh, a record called uh, The Shiznit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now we have to this day, we still say, yo, did you see that play? It was the shiznit. You know, somebody <laughs> might say something that something like that from time to time. I mean, he yeah. was one of those people that changed the, the verbal culture kind of like E40 did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so I think he had a, a huge impact on that. And also he brought G funk to the mainstream. Yeah. So before it was like an underground movement and it was a big deal, you know, uh, on the West Coast, but the rest of the world was not familiar with it. We got a little taste of it with the Quranic, but it didn't go mainstream until, you know, Doggy Style album. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. And a lot of people think that um, the success of the Chronic led to the further success of Doggy Style, which in some opinion could be true. Both of them are stellar albums. Both of them are superior albums in hip hop. But I don't know, man. Like, I kind of feel like Doggy Style is a, a little bit better. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. You know what I mean? So, Nick, what do you think about that? You know, the, the Chronic and Doggy Style, you know, both of them sound very similar, but do you think that there is a graduation step from the chronic to doggy style? So, I mean, I hate to put you on the spot like that, but do you think there's a graduation step? Is it a step above? Are they equal? What, what is your opinion about that? I feel like they both, because of their time frame, have their own specific impact, if that makes sense. So I think yeah. that doggy style has its own flavor with it, and I think it got uh, projected a little bit stronger after, you know, the chronic as well. I think they have their own major footprint in hip hop that will forever be cemented in hip hop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Both of them have songs that will never die. They have songs that, uh, you know, even kids younger than me even know at least the hook of it, you know? Yeah. And so, um, it's, that's a tough one for me to decide. I'm glad you put me on the spot with that, but I think they both, I think they both have their own significant impact. I, yeah. uh, I honestly, I, I couldn't answer that honestly without taking one over the other. I think they both have their own level, you know? Yeah, and that, that's a fair assessment. I mean, I, I think that 
Um, you know, both albums are are both first off both albums are classic so i'm not even gonna even go down that road they're both classic i just think that snoop you know with with the with the buildup of snoop dog when you think about during that time this is for you johnny do you think about that time uh when snoop dog was coming out you know he did deep cover and he did uh um you know he did the, the chronic album and he, you know he did nothing but a g thing and all the things with snoop all the buildup was was so mo was so like a like a mountain that you couldn't stop. You know what I mean? He was like a big boulder coming down hip hop hill that no one could stop. And then when he when he came out and I mean everybody went and bought the album. I went out and bought the album. You know what I mean? I went out and bought it. My homeboys went out and bought it. And we were the, we were big in the East Coast during that time. You know what I mean? And here comes Soup Dog out of, out of the left field, damn there, and dropped this magnificent album that is funky. It was different. And he brought lyricism. So let's talk about the lyricism real quick. So I'm gonna pass the mic back over to Nick on this one. So Nick, you as an entertainer, and I've seen uh, your performances. You have the uh, the rapid pace, the quick tongue flow to you. But when it comes to Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg's uh, style of rap is the complete opposite of yours, is what I would say. So what do you think about Snoop's flow and his lyricism that he brought to his craft? Um. Wow. I'm, it's cool. Everything's cool. Everything's, I mean, he can talk gangster, but everything is smooth with it. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like, you know, when he was with the Master P and kind of having like the pimp talk kind of swagger with it, it was like that even with his gangster attitude. Everything sounded cool, smooth, swagger. Yeah. You know, his delivery was smooth. His freestyles, um, like when I saw the ASAP Rocky freestyle with him on his podcast, yeah, you know, just the way that he could freestyle and make it sound like it's a hit. And also when he was like on Sway in the Morning, he was freestyling one of his old beats with Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And it sounded like that should have been put on wax right after yeah. he was done. And, and, and that's what's so prolific about him. One thing I will do is like, uh, Rob, for you on the hip hop, have you heard his demo in 1991? called Over the Counter. Over the Counter, I've not heard that. I've heard a couple of his early musics with 213. So with him, Nate Dogg, and Warren G were kind of doing some things in the beginning, but I've not heard that demo. No, I have not. I have not. You got me there. You got me there. You, you said how he is smooth and like everything's slow with it. In that, he actually hits triplets and goes double time with it. Oh, wow. A little bit. He, he hits di different styles with it. And his original demo, I mean, for me, it inspired me even more. I, I listened to it last night after, you know, I was like, okay, I need to really hone in because I'm a 90s kid. When Snoop Dogg came out, I wasn't even born, you know? Yeah. And so uh, some things get left in the cracks there. And so I had to backtrack to it. And I, I after I Googled Snoop Dogg's first demo and I found it on YouTube, Yeah. oh my gosh, it blew my mind how... He, he he's universal he's just low-key about it he i think the smooth swagger is uh his memorable obviously yeah and so uh if everybody listening right now take time listen to the over the counter and you'll see a whole different sneak dog it's beautiful 
Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. I'll make sure we put that in the description uh, for the over-the-counter. I'm going to go back and listen to it tonight as soon as this is over. Because uh, as a historian, if someone brings something to me that I haven't heard, I feel I owe it to them to go out there and listen to it. So I will be doing that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he has a distinct flow. Um, he just he just was different. He really was different. And he came out in a different era. And when, uh, you know, Johnny brought up the shiznit, and when you think about the shiznit is one of my favorite Snoop Dogg songs. But he did not write the shiznit. He freestyled the shiznit the entire song, you guys. If you don't know that, now you know now. So he didn't write it on paper. Dre dropped the beat. Snoop goes in the booth and does the shiznit right there on the spot. Didn't write anything down. I'm like, wow. Like, what? <laughs> like how how in the hell does he do that? You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 incredible. His penmanship, his his ability to create, which goes to your point, Nick. His ability to create with words and uh, and mm -hmm. To put them together and the creativity that he had he did lottie dottie which is the the throwback to slick rick's old song like giving homage back to the old school like it's it's a masterful album but one of the things i want to bring and i'll pass the mic over to johnny on this one one of the things that snoop dogg did johnny and i want to hear your opinion about this is snoop kind of dealt with uh, or had like not really epiphanies, but he had like kind of a dark side to him too. So yeah, you know, murder was the case. You know, thinking about, you know, thinking about his death and what his death would look like, or how he would be killed, or how his how his life would end. And he did the soundtrack to it, did the video to it. So, what is your opinion about that? So I mean, a lot of the great rappers did it. Pac did it. Big did it. Uh, a lot, even Jay Z has done it. So, what do you think the parallel is with? You know, superstar rappers and, you know, thinking about their demise. Like, why, why is that? Like, why do superstar rappers think of their demise uh, in, in such a strange way? Why, why do you think that is? Why is that? Well, you know, um, I think with writers, a lot of times there is that, uh, that, that retreat inside of yourself side. And, uh, you know, you deal with a lot of things uh, when you're putting things out to the world, if that makes sense. Because yeah. somebody like Snoop Dogg is going to give you realism. And realism to Snoop Dogg is I might get killed in these streets because I'm out here gang banging at the time. Yeah. That was Snoop Dogg at the time. He was bringing you realism. Like you said, he just, he freestyled the shiznit. Yeah. He freestyled that. And that tells you what kind of lifestyle he's living because that's what he was rapping about. Yeah. You know, at, in those days, you didn't rap about things that you didn't understand and you weren't part of. Yeah. And that was the, the great part about what he was bringing. Um, I feel like it was almost like a Madden curse, you know. Yeah. Uh, almost, you know, you saw so many greats talk about that. And then, you know, something unfortunate happened to them. Right. But there's always going to be that side, I feel like, uh, where you wondering if the streets are going to take me out. So that's, that's a necessary thing in hip, in hip hop. You know, I once heard hip hop can't be all light and it can't be all dark either. Yeah. You got to bring them a little bit of both. So I, I think Snoop Dogg does a great job at that, especially with the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I liked about his storytelling, uh, which actually, you know, one of the things that was kind of like his hidden hidden talent was the storytelling, is what I would say. People don't give him enough credit uh, for storytelling. But I want to hear from you, Nick. Uh, what is your favorite Snoop Dogg verse? So when you think about Snoop Dogg and his lyricism, what's your favorite Snoop Dogg verse that points out? Which one do you love the most? Which one can you hear over and over and over and be like, Damn, man, like that was fucking, that was the shit. Like that was clever. That was dope. What, what lyric does that for you? Okay. Uh, I'm going to sound very commercial real quick. So bear with me. Drop it like it's hot. I love his verse. <laughs> <all of it. laughs> 
every part was smooth. Like there was parts where he was talking about uh, twist you, flip you, and dip you, dance to this motherfucking music trip to. Yeah. Like, talking gangster talk, but it was smooth and it was a hit at the same time. Like yeah. he was talking gangster shit, but you still heard that shit on the radio. You still heard that in the club. You still yeah. heard it everywhere. Everybody knows that song just yeah. because of like all the different things that come into it. I'm a gangster. Y'all knew that. Big boss dog. Yeah, I had to do that. I keep the blue flag hanging on the left side or hanging on the right side. Yeah. Or the left side. I can't remember the line today. But <laughs> yeah, that's the Crips side. I'm not Crips. I don't know it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but just the way he talked gangster but still made a hit out of it. Yeah. And the controversy that came behind it. You know, I saw... Uh, many times where he was on the news for his gangster rap and people were giving him uh, turmoil for it. And his response was, well, this is, we're, we're just rapping what we're seeing. Yeah. If you don't want this, change the scenario. Yeah. You know, we're just putting it out on paper. Yeah. So. Yeah. He talked about that and he talked about, you know, what one of the things that we talked about back in the Ice Cube episode was a uh, reality rap. So they're just, they're just rapping about what they're going through and, you know, to your point, if you don't like it, turn the station. But the man sold 11 million albums. So apparently he was doing something right. You know what I mean? So the numbers don't lie. You know what I'm saying? So the numbers don't lie. But, uh, but yeah, I appreciate it, Nick. And uh, Johnny TGV, same question. What is your favorite Snoop Dogg verse? What's your favorite Snoop oh, Dogg man. verse? I'm, well, okay. So there's so many. And, you know, that's kind of a, a subjective question. Okay. Because, okay. you know, I'll, I'll just say this. I'll say this. Who am I? What's my name? That explains who Snoop Dogg is yeah. and what he is to become as an icon in hip hop. I mean, you can't really say no more about that track. It's just a, a very well put together track. If I told anybody, you know, hey, uh, that never listened to Snoop Dogg before to listen to him and I know they're going to get hooked. It's going to be on a song like that. I, yeah. I love Who Am I, What's My Name. It's very commercial, once again, uh, on an album that is one of his highest, no, is the highest selling album of all time for Snoop Dogg. Yeah, Number still one. is. Still is. Yes, sir. Yes, still sir. Is. Still is. Yes, sir. Which is kind of a hard act to follow, right? Because if, if you think about Snoop Dogg's you know, musical career, I mean, when you come out the gate selling 11 million albums... It's, 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 it's hard to come back after that. You know, he did the, he did the dog father. He, then he joined Master P and went to No Limit. And then, you know, he did a couple albums there. And then he started hopping around a different label. So, I mean, as a musician, you know, he never really got back that, that magic, you know what I mean, that he got from the first album because he came out the gate swinging. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to recapture that, you know what I mean? But to, to your point, yeah, What's My Name is, I think it's on one of these things behind me over here, that little, that one over there, What's My Name? So uh, that one's on there. But my favorite is The Shiznit. That's my favorite. And and my friend, and, and I love The Shiznit because of his flow, his freestyle, and I'm going to recite a little bit here. So I got no rap skills, but the second verse on The Shiznit is, is just so dope. He's like, Boy is getting hot. Yes, indeed it is. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. I'm about the craziest biz. Marky, Sparky, Chronic Butt, real quick, and let me get into some fly gangster shit. Like, I'm like, what the? Like, yo, like, like uh, who was thinking about this off the top of your dome? Like, I'm like, wow, man. Like, it was clever, it's funky, and it's smooth, man. Like, it was so smooth. But I'm a huge fan of Snoop Dogg, and 
Uh, I'm so glad to have shared this moment with you guys that are also Snoop Dogg fans as well. And for those of you out there that are watching or listening to this, um, Snoop Dogg is, you know, the equivalent. He In today's time and at his peak of his career, I don't think there would have been another superstar as big as Snoop. There, there would not have been. I, I don't think there would have been the momentum he had. And that's why I think that he is the most anticipated MC to ever come out in hip hop because of so much momentum he had building out to it. And the record sales back that up. So, so there's that. But, uh, gentlemen, it's been a great time. Uh, but of course, we got to start wrapping things up. All right. So, what we have been doing for all of our fans that have been watching, a hood salute for Trayvon Martin and all of the others that we have lost due to social injustice, keeping his memory alive and everyone else. Um, but that's how we do. And shout out Fashion for season two. And I'm going to let Johnny the Good Villain do his shout outs first. So, Johnny, who are you shouting out this week, my good sir? Uh, this week, of course, you, my man, and oh, Nick salute. Gibbs. Salute, you know, dude. You, salute. you guys are great people. Uh, my family, of course, my girl Sarah, and uh, my boy Chris Link. We got a lot of things uh, bubbling right now. And, uh, of course, my boy Antidote got a shout-out to my brother, too. Word, word. Shout-out to Antidote, man. We got to get you on here, my dude. I, I got you. I got you, man. I got you. It's going to be soon, man. But, yeah, yeah. shout-out, man. And once again, Johnny uh get well and much love to you and your health too man so i need you to be healthy man we got to go get this bag all right so i need you to be healthy my dude let's go get absolutely. it absolutely nick mother gives man who are you shouting out this week man who are you shouting out you already know i'm about to shout you out and your beautiful <laughs> ass family man you know i'm about to shout you guys salute out. man salute dude arguably one of the best supporters in kansas city over here you guys are the truth for real i'm man, love you. johnny's a good billion too man Man, like, I, so many things I could say right now, but I'll just say it like this. Bro, I'm glad we're matching the same aviators tonight. <laughs> you know, reflecting on them. Like, I didn't get that memo about the aviators, man. Y'all should have told me and shit, man. But yeah. <laughs> I think that's the new thing. I think whenever Johnny the Good Villain and I are now performing, we have to wear the aviators every time. Hey, Got to do, do it. Got to do it. But I, I want to shout out to hip-hop, all the artists out there who are out there really making hip-hop, none of them whack rappers out there who don't got bars, don't waste my time. I need all the good rappers out there to keep the culture alive. I love you all. And, you know, people who are inspired by whatever we're doing here, you know, uplifting the game and hip-hop, a shout-out to you guys, too, because you're taking the courage to listen. So, major love you all. Yeah, man, much love, man. Well, I mean, like, you guys have uh two of the most genuine people that i've met on my journey on this podcast journey man so i, I my shout outs are to you guys johnny tgv ass last minute man dropped everything my man was making dinner for his family man said yo rob i'll do it like give me 15 minutes dog i'm gonna do it man that's if that ain't love, I don't know what is. You know what I'm saying? If that ain't love, I don't know what is, man. So, Johnny, shout out to you, man. Shout out to Nick Gibbs. Uh, by the time you guys see this, Nick would have performed here in Kansas City. Uh, so, we're going to go out. Well, we would have gone out already. Showing love. I got his bands on today. Showing mad love to Nick Gibbs. Yeah. That's my guy. And I'm telling you guys, if you've not heard of Nick Gibbs, you will soon. I guarantee you will hear from him soon because that brother is coming. Uh, actually, I think he's already here. He just needs to here expand a little bit more i think but that's 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 gonna come in time that's gonna come in time you're gonna hear about nick gibbs and hopefully this is what i hope for nick i hope that when you make it big 
right? And you're going to be like, oh, man, I did some stuff in my early in my career, man. I was on this guy, uh, Dickie A2 platform, man. And people are going to go back and like, oh, what was that? And, you know, they're going to have to go watch you on the show, man. So that's that's what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Like, show, show brothers some love when you get big, man. You know what I'm saying? So, but I appreciate you both, man. Um, I got a three quick other shout outs real quick. One shout out going to my good friend, Kelsey Johnson. My good buddy from the army it was her birthday this past week. She's an avid watcher every single week. So mad love, Kelsey. I love you. Uh, happy belated birthday. Uh, I want to give a shout out to a guy named James Bush, who has a podcast called the mind of a man. And James Bush has his podcast is geared toward men, black men in particular, and just going through, uh, the strifes and thought processes of, of black men in general, um, but just really going through what's it like to be going uh, just as a man experience. And I told James, I said, yo, I love your podcast. So I'm plugging your stuff, man. So go out there, you guys. Check him out. His name is James Bush. The podcast called Mind of a Man. Go and check him out. Show that brother some support, man, because he's, he's really he's killing the game right now. So show that man some support. And my last shout out goes to a guy that I just met last night. I just met a guy last night. His name is OG Tech the Don. So OG Tech, man, like I met him yesterday. Me and my wife got a chance to talk to him. He does a podcast twice a week. He's a record label um, owner. He is a producer. He's a manager. And he works a full-time job. I said, brother, when do you sleep? Like, how are you doing all this stuff? Like, do you sleep? And he was like, maybe a couple of hours, man. But my point is, when I hooked up with him, another genuine guy and he's from augusta georgia and the man had a falcons emblem tattooed on his body i said dude we here we here man if anybody <laughs> if anybody's down with the falcons i'm down with him because that shows loyalty because our falcons are trash this year but we still riding with him right so shout out to og tech man much love to you man and uh shout out to all of our fans followers and supporters and next week next week we are going to be talking about Nas, the second coming of Rakim, one of the best lyricists in the history of hip hop is who we're going to be showcasing next week. And we're going to be talking about Illmatic. And I, I got a big announcement coming up for Illmatic next week. So you guys tune in on that because that's, that is probably the best 39 minutes and 12 seconds in hip hop history. And I'm going to talk about a little bit more next week, but shout out to you guys shout out to all of our fans supporters and listeners shout out to hip-hop y'all be easy and keep your damn mask on all right 100.